I've only been in the room with a person one time as she took her final breath. But I've been in the room many times in conversations with people who knew their final breath was only a short way away. Conversations are different when everyone knows someone's days are numbered. People listen better. The words of the dying take on more significance. As I read Jesus' words, his final words from that last week, I attach a different weight to them than I have others because I know what's coming. That's not to say I dismiss what Jesus said before, but there's something about those words that come just days or even hours before his crucifixion that makes those words even heavier. I've never been with anyone who rose from the dead, but I imagine those first words would get my attention. We'd all want to know what's it like, which is why every year another best-selling book about that topic comes out, the best-selling book of all time gives us the first words of the only person ever resurrected. Please stand as we listen to the word of God. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head, the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he, all that he had said to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to John, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus' first words were, Woman, why are you weeping? We'd expect more. As someone I love returns from the dead, I'm expecting some insight into what the last three days have been like. Or something exceptionally profound about what is actually the meaning of life. Woman, why are you weeping? Are Jesus' first words. A question. With all that Jesus could have told Mary, he asks about her. Preachers feel all kinds of pressure to tell you things today. Today and Christmas Eve, we want to say words that rise to the occasion. We want to come up with a clever new angle and on these most familiar stories. We want to meet the moment with soaring praise and profound truth. But Jesus, just days removed from his crucifixion, resists the temptation to lecture or to preach. He asks about Mary. I've been around some impressive preachers in my life. One of those has written countless books, collections of his sermons. I remember some of those stories, sermons he's told, some illustrations, turns of phrase. But when people ask me about our relationship, I don't say, he's such a great preacher, I just love sitting there and listening to him talk. While that may be true, what I say is, he calls me at the oddest times. One day I answered the phone and said, hello. The other voice said, hello. He was out of breath. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm walking uphill in San Francisco between a couple speaking engagements. But I wanted to call and see how things are going for you. When people ask about our relationship, that's what I tell them about him. Jesus didn't tell Mary the meaning of life. He asked about her life. Why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Mary was weeping for the same reason that you would be. She wept because someone she loved was gone. Gone as in dead. Gone as in missing body. She wept because that's what you do when death wins. Mary wept because life didn't have enough pity on her even to leave the body until Sunday. She wept because she was looking for Jesus. Throughout John's Gospel, people are looking for Jesus. Some are looking to follow Him. Some are looking to kill Him. Mary was looking to pay her respect. I hope you're here today looking for Jesus, but not because you want to pay your respects. 
I hope you're here wanting something better than a memorial service for somebody who died 2,000 years ago. I hope you're here today because you at least hope it's true. You hope it's true that Jesus had more to give even than his life. That those last three days weren't enough. That those three years of ministry weren't enough. That those 30 years of life weren't enough. That God was not finished with him even when Jesus proclaimed, It is finished. That God is still using Jesus today. I hope you're here at least hoping that's true. I hope you're here looking for Jesus. Now I'll warn you, whether you're looking or not, Mary went in order to find a dead body. She didn't know what else to do, so she went to pay her respects. But what she found was not a dead body. She found a living Lord. What she found while she was looking for Jesus was that Jesus was out looking for her. You may be here wanting to pay your respects to someone who died thousands of years ago, but you may end up finding that he is alive and that he's looking for you. And this is Jesus. He's not as easy to dismiss as a golden-tongued preacher who will never know your name. He knows your name. And if you spend enough time in a place like this, you'll begin to recognize his voice. When the phone rang and I said hello, I didn't need caller ID to tell me who was on the other end of the line calling from San Francisco. I knew instantly who he was. I knew who it was who cared as soon as he said, Hey, Will. Mary went to find a dead body, looked up and saw a man who appeared to be the gardener. She didn't recognize Jesus. We don't know why. All we know is that it was not until Jesus said Mary that she knew who who he was, that she knew he was alive. And as soon as she knew who he was, she remembered who she was. You may not know why you're here today. And you may not remember who you are some days. That's why we appreciate those profound words of the people who are ending this life and are curious about the insights of those who've had a glimpse into the life to come. Maybe their words will show us something more, inspire us to who we are created to be. You may not know why you're feeling joy on a day like today. Because after the week we've had in our world, and after the season you've had in your life, joy may seem as unlikely as resurrection. You may not recognize the resurrected Jesus standing outside the tomb, having removed himself and you from the permanence of death. But I pray that you will hear him call your name today.
And that when you do, you'll recognize who He is. And as you do, you'll remember who you are. You are a child of the God who cares why you weep. You are loved by the Lord who is out calling your name, looking for you because He thinks you're worthy of looking for. You are in a place that celebrates the resurrection, not as a story that is told about someone who lived long ago, but as a promise about what is happening now because of Him living still. For all the reasons in this world to weep. For all the grief in your life. For all the days that seem meaningless or hopeless or desperate for inspiration. The most hopeful word may simply be that the God they thought they had silenced in a tomb is loose, is out, is calling you by name. He lives so that we can too. Happy Easter.